0: You're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're in 1 Peter chapter 2, studying verses 13 and 14. Christian, how do we put a stop to foolish accusations? Here's a second way to be a well behaved, submissive servant. Our, our text says submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or to governors. As unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. If you are a Christian, unbelievers are watching you to see if they can catch you doing something wrong. If they can catch you breaking the law, that would justify their animosity and harsh treatment towards you. Peter encouraged the misunderstood believers in his day to submit to the government. A government that was totally against Christianity. Sound familiar? If Peter and Paul lived today, you could almost imagine them sitting in a coffee shop over a steaming latte discussing what God has said about obedience to the law and government. Even though it's hard to submit to authorities that seem to undermine what we believe, it is still God's plan. He designed it this way. You, you have read what Peter had said in verses thirteen to 14. Now compare what Paul says in Romans thirteen one through four, and think about how it impacts our lives in our crazy world today. Let every soul be subject or submissive to the higher authorities or powers. For there's no power or authority but of God. the authorities that are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resists the authority, Resist the rebels against the ordinance of God and they that rebel shall receive to themselves damnation for rulers are not a terror to good works But to evil Wilt thou then not be afraid of the authority or the power do that? Which is good and you shall have praise of the same for he is a servant or a minister of God to you for good But if you do that, which is evil be afraid for he bears not the sword in vain for he is the minister the servant of god a revenger to execute wrath upon him that does evil it says for the lord's sake submit submission to the laws of the land is a spiritual thing even if we disagree with a certain law god asks us to submit even if we can prove that the government is corrupt god asks us to submit even if we feel that the government is using our tax money in an ungodly way God asks us to submit. Peter encourages us to submit to every human authoritative institution just because that's what pleases God. Paul reminds us that every authority or power is ordained by God. If we we rebel or resist against any authority, we are actually rebelling against God himself. Now, Paul takes a step further in 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 3 and not only encourages us to obey our authorities but to actually pray for them you got it pray for those who are against you and your god pray for those who totally disagree with christianity then it says to every ordinance every authoritative level whether it be to the king is supreme or to governors submit submission to authority is is not a smorgasbord where we can kind of pick and choose to whom we want to submit when you want to submit or to what extent you want to submit Peter made sure to emphasize that in order to keep a solid testimony for Christ, that no one can accuse of wrongdoing. You must submit to every level of authority. Do you respond to the authority of managers or supervisors or simply the one left in charge differently than you do from the head boss? What if your supervisor doesn't like you or arrogantly looks down on you? Do you still have to submit to him? Is there any authority in your life that you should go to maybe and ask for forgiveness for your lack of submission? To them that are sent by the king for the punishment of evil, evildoers, submit. There, there are consequences to breaking the law. There are fines to pay, court dates to keep, and jail time to serve. If, if there was no punishment for evil, what would happen to our country as we know it now? If there were no laws against stealing and no punishment for thieves, how would our lives be different? If there were no fines for speeding or running a red light, how would your trip to town change? If there were no laws against illicit drug use and alcohol abuse, how intense would the fear in the hearts of children and wives who live with alcoholic husbands and druggie dads become? You see, laws punish those who want to do wrong and protect those who want to do right. How is the death sentence a deterrent to a callous serial killer? How should life in prison for convicted child molesters and rapists scare some individuals away from those wicked crimes? You cannot sin and win. You can choose your sin, but you cannot choose the consequences of your sin. To them that are sent by the king for the praise of them to do well, submit. Do right, and you will be honored for it. You'll never fear getting a ticket or an increase in insurance payments if you do not speed. Do right, don't speed. You'll never worry about the teacher catching you if you refuse to cheat. Do right. Don't cheat. Paul said it this way, rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Do that which is good, and you will have praise of the same. Solomon wrote, the king's favor is toward a wise servant, but his wrath against him that causes shame. You will never dread standing before God if you refuse to sin and keep a clean conscience. Do right. If you struggle with fear or stress, just go to RyanHummel.com and there'll be some great help there for you. But our time is up, as I said, so I hope that today you have a good day.